Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chickdays. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. One more kind of erratic weather on the way this week. Good morning, everyone. I'm Pam Yonke. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, today we are going to see cloudy skies bouncing back up to the mid-80s. Tomorrow, 81. But then by the time we get to Thursday, temperatures are going to be cut by somewhere in the neighborhood of 30 degrees. Probably no better than 55 for our daytime high on Thursday. Don't forget, I'm looking for your rainfall reports this morning. The talk text line is open. The Midwest Farm Report talk text line is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and send us your rainfall reports. We'll talk weather with Stu Muck coming up. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosol joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM farm. It is one of my husband's favorite, I don't know if it's condiment, an ingredient of flavor, horseradish. So he is game on and ready to go for Wisconsin Farm Technology Days coming up in July. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. It is going to be educational for, I'm guessing, a majority of the audience that will be there. But that's one of the questions. What kind of an audience will be there? Remember, Eau Claire County suffered a major setback in light of the pandemic and the show being canceled. Bob, They've got a, their bootstraps pulled up and ready to go, I guess. So we're all marking the dates and getting ready to learn more about horseradish. You bet, Pam. Those dates, July 20th, 21st, and 22nd in Eau Claire County. Bob Bosel here at the northern end of the Longest Barn, and our barn's just down the road from Huntsinger Farms, the world's largest growing processor of horseradish. And uh, when you get to that show... You will end up being a connoisseur and an expert in horseradish because they got a lot of things to offer you about that, plus lots of other things as always at Farm Technology Days. But it has been a challenge canceling last year's show and moving it to this year. Eric Rigg is the fourth generation of the family at Huntsinger Farms, and he's now the, the president and leader of the organization. And I talked to him recently about the decisions that had to go into Farm Technology Day. This isn't the dairy farm where alfalfa is just part of the rotation. They raise horseradish for a living. And I asked him about uh, making that decision to continue this out for another year to make Farm Technology Days grow this year. We thought long and hard about it, but I would say there are five main factors that led to our decision to host it again in 2021. Number one, you mentioned already, we had the opportunity to do it. You know, the, the Farm Technology Days was generally scheduled every year on a host farm, and it takes so many years of planning. They had already, before COVID hit, uh, canceled the, Je- the Jefferson show. 
So we had this slot to slide back into. So that was number one, we had the opportunity to do it. Number two, the economic impact of this show is so great, as you know. You know, it, it's the people coming in, the visitors coming in. It's great for the ag industry, and, and it's really great for the Chippewa Valley and the Eau Claire County community. So that was, that was definitely a huge factor for us, thinking about the greater good. Number three is, you know the history of Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire County. You know, I think you were at the show in 1992, and something the one happened. One-day show, the best one-day farm, at that time, farm progress show ever. So, so what happened? How come they canceled the two-day show? <laughs> Mother Nature came in with a deluge on Tuesday night. So I think one of the number one reasons why we were selected, beyond that we have horseradish, and that's kind of interesting, is that the, the field that we were putting out for the show is sandy. It's flat, and it can handle the weather. So if we got the same kind of circumstances as we did in 1992, I think we'd be able to have a little better outcome. So that was one factor. And then the fact that COVID canceled the second time Eau Claire had the chance to have the show, we have to have this thing, you know, just to put Eau Claire on the map and show everyone what we can do in this area. So that was number three. Uh, number four, y- again, the planning that went into it, we were already 80% of the way there. You know, we had done all this planning, all the volunteers, all the meetings that go into this thing. It's a ton of work. It's a, it's a ton of time. And we had already gotten all, you know, pretty well queued up. So we were pretty much on the 20-yard line. We just needed to, to get back into the end zone. So I, I think I didn't want to let all that work go to waste. That factored into my decision. And then the final one was just our own business. The horseradish, the rotation, the time, the commitment that we, we have to make for this show. We were able to maneuver and, and push some of our rotation around to be able to make it work for our business model. Uh, so we decided to uh, to double down on the time that we're putting into this and the commitment, and we're going to try to make it work. Well, we'll make it work. There's no question about that. Tell me about the, the horseradish business as far as the show is concerned. How much will people be exposed to the horseradish industry itself through your farm? Well, we're, we're quite unique. Uh, as the world's largest grower and processor of horseradish, we, we do both. We have the farming side and we have the, the, the processing side and the distribution. So we sell our products uh, nationally, nationally distributed in almost every grocery store across the U.S., but we also grow it here. Horseradish has a five- to seven-year crop rotation, which is kind of difficult. So what we're hoping to show uh, visitors is, you know, let them know about horseradish and what we do and some of the benefits, uh, you know, not only in your uh, as a condiment and an ingredient, but but some of the things that we do to, you know, what it takes to grow this plant uh, in this area. And a lot of folks will say, uh, I don't know if I like horseradish, it's pretty hot, but you've developed a zing, zing meter, whatever it is. Tell us about that. And that's going to be uh, on, expo- on display at the show too, right? Yeah, this will be the, the, the first time we're so excited to, to launch our zing factor, which is basically a, a heat index for horseradish to measure different products and different heat levels so uh, consumers uh, can can figure out the right product for them. Some people like it, knock their socks off hot, and, and others maybe like a little bit more uh, more mild. But I like to, to compare it to Scoville units and how they measure peppers. You know, you got a habanero or a ghost pepper. They're, they're quite different. So, so we've developed a scale to be able to understand what the zing factor is for different horseradish products, which is, which is pretty neat. Now... Hunsinger Farms will be part of Innovation Square. 
Are people going to be able to sample this and maybe taste some of the horseradish that is uh, on the Zing Factor, the knock-your-socks-off variety, as you call it? Yeah, so our R&D team is going to be there. We're going to have a plant there. You're going to be able to see the root structure and the leaves. Uh, they're going to be able to talk about you know different different parts about the plant. Um, but also they're going to be introducing the Zing Factor, and I believe we're going to have a Bloody Mary station. It will be Virgin Bloody Mary station. Uh, you're going to have a low heat and a high heat uh, version of that to be able to try. And again, with COVID restrictions and being safe, we're going to try to figure out a way to do this in a way that, that the health department is okay with. But so far, so good. Well, that's good. So the rest of it, uh, they're going to be able to tour the, the farm or tour the area as well to maybe see the horseradish fields and some of the other agriculture in uh, this part of Eau Claire County? Yeah, typically for uh, Farm Technology Days, there is a tour, some sort of tour. And we are trying hard to keep that, and the plan is to go forward with our farm tour. Um, so when people come to Farm Technology Days into the main area, they're going to be able to get on a bus and head up to our main farming operation. Up there, we have our horseradish storage. All the horseradish from all of our fields come to that area into cold storage. You're going to see our new solar panels that we installed this year. And uh, the farmhouse, that's where uh, my mom grew up. That's uh, kind of the original site for where our company got started, you know, back in the, the late, ni- late 1920s and, and early uh, 30s. And, uh, you know, while this is not a dairy farm, they will get a chance to take a look at a, a modern dairy farm in the area as well on the tour. Yeah, as part of the tour, they're going to be able to go over to Nellie's Holsteins, and they have made some big investments over there and expanded their operation. So they're going to be able to learn about Nellie's. And I believe they're also going to be stopping by uh, Ferguson's Orchard and learn a little bit about the history of Ferguson's. And uh, they will be part of Innovation Square, too, Ferguson's Orchard and, of course, Hunsinger Farms. And that's really modern technology in one little area at Farm Technology Days. That's correct. Yep. Who else is going to be in Innovation Square? So we're going to have um, Superior Fresh, and they are going to be displaying some of their latest innovations and technology with regard to aquaponics. They're the world's largest aquaponics farm, and they specialize in organic greens and raising Atlantic salmon. And their their whole shtick is about local and fresh and organic. So that's a and they can grow food year round. So it's a totally different model than our kind of traditional farming. And I think it's really important to to showcase that this might be the future uh, future of farming. And as long as we're talking about world leaders in growing and processing, Chippewa Valley Bean is going to be there too. Tell us about them. Chippewa Valley Bean is uh, happens to be our neighbor, and uh, they are so exciting and in dynamic in what they're doing in the the kidney bean world. They are the world's largest grower and processor of kidney beans. So if you've ever had a can of chili or a can of kidney beans, it's most likely came from the Chippewa Valley through through their company. Which is and, incredible. of course, Hunsinger Farm, not a dairy, but we will have cheese, the latest in cheese technology at Innovation Square, too. Marika Gouda and the Penterman Farm is going to be there on display, and they're going to have some great samples. Uh, we're working with them on some uh, some new cheese flavors. Could you guess what we might be combining? Uh, <laughs> we're going to have the Zing Factor available for tasting some of these new varieties of uh, Gouda with the horseradish. It's not public yet. Marika hasn't uh, given it her stamp of approval yet, but I think we're experimenting around with their cheesemaker to make a horseradish cheese. See how that comes out. Oh, boy. So there are going to be a lot of great things to see and do at Farm Technology Days besides, what, about 500-plus exhibitors in Tent City? 
Yeah, it's uh, the the total ground that we're putting up is about 240 acres. 80 acres is, is going to be tent city, and then um, it's going to be quite incredible. And if you want to be able to get there, park, and walk in, get your tickets early for one day or all three days. How do you do that, Eric? The best way to do do that is to go on to the website, which is www.wifarmtechdays.org. And order your tickets and uh, come and see what's going on this year at Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire County. Eric Rigg with us. Eric is the president of Hunsinger Farm Silver Springs Garden, the host of this year's Farm Technology Days, where you are going to be learning things about agriculture in Wisconsin that I don't think you knew before. The Zing Factor. If nothing else, come and see the Zing Factor. At Farm Technology Days 2021 in Eau Claire County, July 20th, 21st, and 22nd. I'm Bob Bosold. Wondering what the weather is going to be like today? Ag meteorologist Stu Muck will join us in moments right here on the Midwest Farm Report. Drive safely, Wisconsin. Highway workers are out on the road. They do it to better serve you. And just like you, they want to get home safely at the end of a hard day's work. When driving, all of us have a chance to set the right example. Be patient. Put down the phone. Never text and drive. Slow down and move over if possible to give workers a little extra room. Work zone safety. It's everyone's responsibility. Sponsored by the Wisconsin DOT. This is Jeff Dunn from Dunn's Import in Middleton. Impulse buying. Be careful. Have common sense. I hear a few times a year how we went to Chicago and bought this car because it was an unbelievable deal and I really love the color. Then the beating begins. We want to inspect your purchase before the money is on the table. So do you. We can help you with your import car decisions before it's too late. Call Dunn's Import in Middleton for a buyer's inspection first. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home, receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Sows, cows, plows. Heck, anything connected to farming's on the menu here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Ah, yeah, here it is, a Monday. And thank you so much. You're getting better and better at using our Midwest Farm Report rainfall uh, talk text line. Uh, We've got all kinds to bring to you on this Compure Financial Ag Weather Monday. Stumach joining us. So uh, anything from just a couple tenths of an inch of rain reported by Steve in Wanakee, then the 
numbers get bigger. Linda by Reeseville, three quarters of an inch of rain. Marianne between Portage and Baraboo, inch and a half. Uh, Dennis on the east uh, edge of Dodge County, 1.15. Bob and Beaver Dam, 1.8. So far, that seems to be the heaviest rainfall. What else you got out there? Oh, I had my backyard an inch and a half for the entire weekend. Officially at the Juneau Airport, Beaver Dam area, 96 hundredths of an inch. Uh, Mauston, nine-tenths of an inch. Eau Claire shows only 42 hundredths of an inch. That's for the weekend now. Uh, Lacrosse two at an inch and 27 hundredths. And the Madison official for the weekend, 38 hundredths of an inch. And we're not done, Pam. I do expect a little more rain to fall yet today. A warm front trying to build up out of the south. Moisture from the Gulf of Mexico still pushing north with the cool front back in the eastern Dakotas. And that's why there are some showers a bit further to our north this morning. Still Oshkosh, Appleton, uh, the northern parts of the Fox Valley and over towards central Wisconsin, just starting to push north of Eau Claire. The activity will move east and away from everybody, but I'd expect showers again. They develop here a little later today or tonight and could be around again later Tuesday. Not a whole lot of additional rain, but some new uh, amounts, a couple of tenths of an inch or so. The bigger change, still warm and muggy today and tomorrow. We start to cool Wednesday and Thursday. In fact, cooler than normal for Thursday and Friday, wrapping up the week. It does dry out a little bit at that time and stays a little cool even to start the weekend. I'll have forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let's have that Compure Financial weather for a Monday. All right, let's talk about some clouds, even some fog, dense fog advisory in far southeast Wisconsin. And otherwise, I expect some clouds that will thin a bit, partly sunny skies, a small chance of an isolated shower or a thunderstorm, especially as we head toward the afternoon or evening hours. Now, temps will still be in the low 80s today. South and southwest winds about 5 to 15. Still a slight chance of a shower in the night, mostly cloudy, back into the upper 60s or so, mid to upper 60s, with the southwest winds at 5 to 10. Tomorrow, still some clouds clearing a bit later in the day. Scattered showers or an isolated thunderstorm in the day, a tenth of an inch or so. Temps tomorrow, well, they still find their way in the upper 70s and low 80s as southwest winds will be a good uh, 10 to 20. Could be a little more gusty. And by Wednesday, more sun building in. Upper, well, call it mid-70s. How about that? And I'd expect we talk about upper 50s or low 60s on Thursday, Pam. And there may be a little sprinkle as that cool air settles in for a day or so. Yeah, that weather was kind of crazy. We were doing field work on Saturday. It was about 85 degrees. We're just dying. Sunday morning, we get up and it was about 41. So it it was like, wait a minute. big change in northeast Wisconsin. (laughs) What just happened? All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Have a good Monday.
I have some technical issues we got to work on. Stumach Craig, meteorologist, along with us live this morning for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Again, remember the Midwest Farm Report talk text line, accepting your rainfall reports all morning long, 877-301-3276. You can call it or text it. Let me know what's happening in your backyard. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hey everyone, we've been through a lot together. And if something's bothering you, remember that it's okay to not feel okay. You know what I think really helps? Talking to someone. No, Fred, I mean a professional. The next doctor's appointment is a great time to bring up anything that's on your mind. Your doctor will listen because providing safe care your way means caring about how you feel. Unity Point Health Meritor, a partner of UW Health. Know how much you matter to this world. It's been called the best in Wisconsin, meticulously maintained at 70% humidity. It's the walk-in humidor at the Tasting Room Lounge. A showcase of the finest tasting hand-rolled cigars in the area. The Tasting Room Lounge. A systematically ventilated refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio, find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge. West Broadway, Monona. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go? Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your fan. Goodman's Jewelers. There have been multiple instances of scammers impersonating Madison police officers and detectives. A 27-year-old man told officers he was contacted by MPD officer Rick Foster and the caller ID displayed the MPD North District's main number. The victim was asked to send money through a money app. The victim later confirmed with MPD that this was a scam and nobody by the name of Rick Foster is employed with MPD. These types of calls are scams with people impersonating the authorities and conjuring up different schemes to people into giving them money. Remember, scammers can spoof your caller ID. Please visit the Federal Trade Commission Consumer Information website for more details on these types of scams and steps you can take to protect yourself. If you have any information regarding similar scams, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and may be eligible for a cash reward. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Take a chill pill. Hi, my name is Tim O'Brien, owner of The Healthy Place. Do you battle stress, anxiety, or depression? You need to know about our top-selling product, Chill Pill. Chill Pill is a natural supplement with a simple herbal blend that works. 
Infused with magnolia bark to reduce cortisol for stress relief, L-theanine to calm the mind from anxious thoughts, and the amino acid 5-HTP to balance your serotonin levels and uplift the mood. Has anyone ever told you that you need to take a chill pill? Well, now you can for less than a dollar a day. After everything that we have all gone through this last year, we all need a chill pill. Talk to our wellness consultants today to see if chill pill is right for you. Come on over to any of our four locations for in-store shopping or curbside pickup. Or stay home and take advantage of our same-day delivery in Dane County. Free shipping, live chat feature on our website, and phone consultations. Stop in or check us out online at findyourhealthyplace.com. The Healthy Place. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A Skincare Minute with Skincare Expert, Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non-surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one-fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural-looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Every the la- you can look at it the last decade it's like strikeouts continue to go up average continues to go down and home runs either continue to be uh, new records or, or right in the area of yeah. new records yeah. and it's just it's sad to watch uh, it's, it, it's harder to watch and it's all analytics driven yes yeah. and, and the second point is I would kill to see the Brewers. Uh, team average be two thirty seven, and that's, that's what's terrible. the Brewers team average? I gotta it look didn't that go up. down yesterday. Uh, well, it didn't go up either. I think it's two thirteen. Oh my god! For the god. month, it's like two oh eight. All right, oh. I'm, I'm getting it up right now. So the league average two thirteen. Oh sweet god, the league average right now two thirty six. No, this was this was before last night's action. Two thirty six, which would be the lowest batting average in history. The league hit two thirty seven in nineteen sixty eight, the year before they lowered the mound. <laughs> So what are they going to do next? No, no, they've Lower already the been again? talking about it. They're not talking about lowering the mound. They're talking about uh, moving the mound backwards. Oh, yeah. yeah. So after Why? the last couple of games where the Brewers got some hits, their average is now up to 211 for May. Ooh. Okay, that's just in May? That's just in May. 213 overall. Yeah, and they're starting overall. to tear the cover off the ball. Yeah. The Seattle Mariners are the league's worst at 198, but then the Brewers are second to last. 177 in May. But they've also been no hit twice in this month, I believe. <laughs> no hit twice, and the Indians are also there well, with the Brewers. At for the Brewers to get to two thirty-seven, they're going to have to raise their batting average by at least twenty points. So, I mean, I'd love to see it. Two fifteen in April, though. So there's that. <laughs> so well, at least I got that going for me. Jeez, what did you say, Rowdy? That to what to raise it to the league average? Yeah, if they raised it to the league average, they'd be winning a hell of a lot of games. Well, we don't know that. They. They still I, I think it would like, help. They still had like what eight hits the other night. I think it would help. I think it and would help. they that's still how win. they raised their average. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they didn't win. No, they didn't. They went one for twelve. Yeah, they did not <laughs> win. Two for twelve with runners win. in scoring position. All right. So does Clayton Kershaw have a point though? To get back to where we started here, is this bad for the league? All these no hitters. They're on pace for how many rowdy? Eighteen. 
It was over 18. Jesus. You know, I would say no if league-wide batters weren't just horrible. I mean, <laughs> league-wide, it looks like, you know, the guy who's just... Okay, well, if, this you're, is... if you're watching a fight and a guy is clearly outclassing the other guy, but yet isn't knocking him out or anything like that, and just the fight just keeps going on for the sake of scoring points. Like, that's what this is becoming. You're talking like, about Floyd Mayweather? Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, yes. you're not going for the knockout because you just want to show your superiority. You're watching pitchers get better and more pitchers being able to throw 95-plus. Like, the batters, nobody knows how to bunt anymore. No. Nobody knows how to hit directionally anymore. Like, the shift was brought in because a lot of hitters can only do one thing at the plate. So people shift, and you're complaining about getting out because you can't hit it outside of that one spot where they specifically put a guy because, guess what? It shows you are a bad hitter, and that's the only place you can do it unless it's a pop fly. See, I, I disagree on this a little bit because I, the, the hitters aren't worse. Like, look at every single sport, NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL. I think we, we could all easily say that the players and the athletes continue to get better and better with technology and with, uh, you know, like yeah. Yeah. lifting weights and nutrition and, and all that. And the specialists. It's not that the hitters aren't good. It's their approach sucks. Oh, it's their but approach. It's the that movement. makes them worse. That's well, you know okay. But think about this: yeah. them physically, right. They're no. not worse. Yeah. They, they have all the talents that everyone in the past has statistically had, not. But great. their approach is, is so worse. poor and so, and it's all analytically driven. It's yeah. swing it's, for the fences or strike out. It's because they said, well, the analytics tell us that if you swing for the fence every single time and you hit thirty home runs, but you bat two ten, that's going to be. Uh, more of a a positive for our team long term because we're going to score more, more runs. runs. Like look at Keston here, the guy's got some of the best hands in Major League Baseball, and I'm not mm-hmm. kidding with that. Yeah, he's, he, yeah. he does have some oh, of the absolutely. quickest best hands in baseball. But what has his swing looked more and more since he came up the second time in 2019? Uppercuts. It's been yeah, he's swinging for the fence every single time. Two strikes, yeah. he's swinging for the fence yeah. every single time. You can't tell me that a guy like Keston Hero with his hands can't choke up on the bat and shoot it to right field if he needed to yeah. with two strikes. He's just not even trying to do it. Right. He's trying to hit it out of the park. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, there you go. One of the things you should know about this day in history, May 24th, 1830. Mary Had a Little Lamb is published. Yeah, Sarah Josepha Hale's poem became one of the best-known English-language nursery rhymes in history. Mary Had a Little Lamb published on this day in 1830. Also, happy birthday today to singer Bob Dylan and actress, businesswoman, and ex-wife of Elvis, Priscilla Presley, celebrating a birthday today as well. And now you know, I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Countryside Landmark Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Well, a lot of our uh, folks are taking a look at different crops for different reasons. Conservation, commodity prices, maybe just as a beautiful backdrop. 
sunflowers are getting more attention, not just here in Wisconsin, but especially in states like North Dakota, South Dakota, Western Minnesota, where dry weather's got a lot of farmers wondering what the growing season has in store. Our summer intern, Michelle Stangler, had a chance to catch up with the executive director of the Sunflower Association, find out more about this crop and its intrigue, not only with farmers, but consumers. Sunflowers can bring many smiles to Wisconsinites for agritourism destinations, but there are many other benefits sunflowers can also have. I'm speaking to John Sonbach, the executive director of the National Sunflower Association. So, John, what trends are you seeing with producing sunflowers? Well, you know, the, the main trend we're seeing right now is growth here in our domestic market in the U.S. You know, when you go in the grocery stores and you look at some of the different products that you see, there's a lot more sunflower oil in that ingredient label. And it, it's the kind of a trend that we think is going to continue because of the healthy image of sunflower. And, you know, what this is doing is it, it's, it's giving us more demand for acres in, in this year and in the years ahead. That's really neat. So in Wisconsin, we're seeing more farmers considering to plant sunflowers instead of other crops. Why do you think that is? Well, you know, I think farmers are very smart. Obviously, what they want to do when they plant sunflowers, they're diversifying some of that market risk. I mean, you can grow the big three crops, but growing sunflower just gives you a little bit more of an advantage to kind of mitigate some of the potential market risk that's out there. And I think that's why producers are looking for an alternative that pays well, has a good return per acre, and, you know, it helps them sleep a little bit better at night knowing some of that risk is off the table. John also mentioned some health benefits that sunflower oil has. As Americans, we, we love to eat, and especially Midwesterners, we, we love to eat. And I think, you know, the thing is what everybody wants to do is they want to eat the same amount of food. They just want it to be healthier for you. And sunflower oil has 85% monounsaturated fats, which are the good fats, and that's what people want to include in their diet to lower their cholesterol and, and just eat healthier. And that's what the trend we're seeing is that why is why companies are adding sunflower oil to their label is that they can, they can, you know, make their product healthier and make it more attractive to consumers. John also shares the benefits to growing sunflowers. Sunflower is very drought tolerant, and that's why you see most of the production here in the central part of the United States. Uh, it fits in well with the crop rotation. It's a broadleaf crop, and as you know, all farmers know you want to balance your risk, and you want to grow various grass crops and various broadleaf crops. And it's just a nice crop that fits into the rotation. It's, it's an efficient user of fertilizer and water. And then also, it's for areas that have a real hard soil, or what we call a hard pan, the deep taproot that sunflower has breaks that up and makes that soil more mellow and great for other crops after it follows them. You know, one thing about sunflowers, they're, they're, just, they're very environmentally friendly. And, you know, a lot of the trends now with, with consumers in, in most of the metro areas is that they want to consume products that are sustainable or that are friendly to the environment. And sunflower fits well into that niche. And that's another reason why you see it involved in a lot of the different products that are on the shelves today. We're talking all about sunflower use and production with the executive director of the National Sunflower Association, John Sonbachen. So when producers are harvesting sunflowers, what does it all go into? 
Well, you know, sunflower is kind of a multi-use product. You know, there there are two types of sunflower that are grown in the United States. One are the black oil sunflowers, and those are marketed is crushing for oil, for vegetable, for cooking. Um, it also goes into bird food usage, and then also you'll see them in, in things where they take the shells off and just sell the kernel into, like, snack foods and in baked goods. And then there are also the confectionery seeds. Those are the striped seeds, and that's what you would see, like, in a bag of Frito-Lay sunflower seeds or David sunflower seeds, and they come in various different flavors. And so that, that, that's a market onto its own. The main use of the oil is in snack foods. If you buy bags of potato chips or you buy various kinds of corn chips, things like that, you're going to see sunflower probably on that label. Another area where there's been a lot of growth in, in, in use of sunflower oil is in the pre-pop popcorn. There's various brands that are out there that are selling the pop popcorn in different flavors and things like that. And it's a very popular trend because people want the fiber from that and they also want the healthiness of eating the popcorn products. So th- those are probably our two biggest areas. And also, we're seeing a really big growth in plant-based foods. And sunflower oil is a very key ingredient in that uh, for plant-based foods because of the what it gives is it gives a lubricity to that food. It makes it more palatable to consumers. And so we're seeing really strong growth in that area. And that was John Sonbachin of the National Sunflower Association talking everything sunflowers, trends, and the many benefits. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Michelle Stangler. Thanks, Michelle. No sunflower quotes for you this morning, but I can tell you corn and beans are trending lower. Right now, July corn's down 12, December corn down 15 at 531. July soybeans are down 12, November beans down 18 at 1342. July wheat's down 15 cents at 659. Friday, barrel cheese dropped two cents to 160 and three quarters. 40 pound black cheese was down a penny at 157. Double A butter up a quarter of a cent at $1.87 per pound. June milk is down eight right now at 1805. July milk down a dime currently at 1880 a hundred Up in just a moment, talking about apprenticeships. It's an opportunity that many are unaware of, but the Wisconsin Department of Workforce Development trying to change all that, not only with grant dollars available to those businesses or farms that would like to introduce an apprenticeship to their operation, but also more resources for people to actually find out what an apprenticeship is all about and why they might want to engage. Josh Johnson, the director of our Wisconsin Apprenticeship Program, joining us in just a moment on this Monday morning. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Another rig your ride idea from Madison Auto Trim. When you're hauling something, you don't want to be constantly looking in the rearview mirror for reassurance. The correct trailer hitch makes certain that your boat, camper, or trailer will always be connected behind your vehicle safely. Our vehicle-specific trailer hitch packages include hitch wiring and installation. Madison Auto Trim and Accessories. Affordable luxury you deserve to have. Improve what you already got and rig your ride with Madison Auto Trim. Mmm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on her last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. 
sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance, or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at powertoendstroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. Hit your camping season out of the park with Fathead's Country Campers. Fathead's lineup covers the bases with small, lightweight campers that you can pull with your SUV to toy haulers that let you load up the toys and head out into left field. Fathead's Country Campers doesn't play games. You'll get the best price on every camper, every time, with no hidden fees. Check them out just off I-94 and Lake Mills or at countrycampers.com. That's countrycampers.com. Roses are red, violets are blue, and you bet she'll be talking farming with you. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we know that Wisconsin agriculture is in need of qualified employees. That's not just on the farm. That's a lot of our support systems, our agribusiness folks, our trade folks. And there are programs out there ready to try to assist. One overlooked aspect that many people don't talk about apprenticeships. Joining us today is Josh Johnson. He is the state director for the Wisconsin Apprenticeship System within the Department of Workforce Development, and they are trying to increase attention that apprentices are getting around the state and open up even more opportunities. Josh, I never thought about the Department of Workforce Development and an apprenticeship going hand in hand, but this is an effort you guys have been working on for a while. Yes, it is, Pam, and I thank you. Thank you for having me join you today. Uh, we have been. We've been working on it uh, for since 1911, actually. Uh, Wisconsin was the first state in the nation to have a uh, registered apprenticeship. Uh, the, the federal law, the Fitzgerald Act, didn't come into play until 1937. So Wisconsin has led the nation uh, in apprenticeships for over 100 years in registered apprenticeship. We also have a really strong youth apprenticeship program, first in the nation as well since 1991. And we've really been at it uh, recently, really trying to focus on how we can continue to improve the access points into apprenticeship. And what we've noticed is uh, apprenticeship has been the best-kept secret uh, in the state of Wisconsin, and that is actually a very lousy secret that we want to keep. We really want to get the word out about apprenticeship and the opportunities that exist. Uh, I've replaced the uh, illustrious Karen Morgan, who was the apprenticeship director for nearly 30 years, uh, I replaced her in December of 19, 2019 after she retired. And ever since then, we've continued to build on the strong tradition that Karen had in place for almost 30 years and looking at the expansion and growth uh, and innovation of apprenticeship. So, yes, we, we have been at it for a very long time. We are the first. We, have, we are the first in the nation to have that registered apprenticeship mm-hmm. title, uh, and we continue to try to innovate to stay at the head of the line as apprenticeship continues to grow across the nation. We kind of want to work on connecting a lot of those areas of agribusiness that may be in need with you, Josh, to potentially get more apprenticeships developed. Tell us, tell us about that process. How lengthy is it? How much time is it going to require from my business? Maybe help coach them along if it's an area where there could be some interest. A fantastic question, Pam. So I'm going to start it with, uh, nationally, uh, there was some concern about the process of becoming a registered apprenticeship sponsor. And that was on a national level. I'm proud to say that in Wisconsin, uh, we don't have that issue. Here in Wisconsin, I have 
I, I always have to remember because I keep expanding my staff. I have 13 dedicated apprenticeship training representatives across the state of Wisconsin, and then four additional apprenticeship outreach representatives, so 17 in total, who operate and they help build registered apprenticeship programs across the state. I always tell people, and I, I worked in the field as an apprenticeship training representative uh, for a year and a half, and I always told employers when I went to meet with them, hey, we can get this program built as fast as you want. You want it built in two weeks? We can get it done. If you want to take a year, we can get it done. We do not become the barrier, and that's under my leadership and under Karen's leadership as well. We made sure that we did not become a barrier to responding to industry's needs. We found that responding to industry's needs helps us build those apprenticeship programs in the other areas, especially when we start to go into those innovative six sectors, right? Sectors that have are traditionally or they have not practiced the apprenticeship uh, uh, process traditionally. So your steps are, if you're an employer listening right now, you can visit our website, wisconsinapprenticeship.org, and you can look and find the apprenticeship training representative that covers your county. And then it's just outreach to them and express your interest. Hey, I'm interested in, in discussing registered apprenticeship or I'm interested in discussing how I can get connected to youth apprenticeships so they can become registered apprentices when they graduate high school. It starts there with just a conversation. From that point forward, that apprenticeship training representative is tasked with working hand-in-hand with the employer to get the program built up and running. As I said, we can do it as fast or as slow as the employer needs. Now, we had been talking a little bit also about grants that might be available. Maybe give us a background, Josh. Is there any financial help out there to help get these things started, or is it kind of uh, the onus on the business that wants to look at it? So there are some grants right now. There are some uh, USDOL Federal Apprenticeship Expansion Grants. So I'll just talk real briefly about them. So one grant that we are under, it's called the ASE, Apprenticeship State Expansion Grant. Wisconsin received $2.8 million, and that grant started July 1, 2019, and it runs until June 30 of 2022. Last year, we, uh, the, we received the SAE 2020 uh, Federal Apprenticeship Expansion Grant, um, so State Apprenticeship Expansion 2020. We received the most ever in the state of Wisconsin history for grant funds for apprenticeship. We received $9 million. So we're working with just under $12 million right now in grant funds to help expand apprenticeship. A couple areas that I focused on that I think your listeners may be really interested in knowing about. Number one, I've created a position um, through, through, through the guidance of understanding that our, our main customer in registered apprenticeship, on the registered apprenticeship side, is business. We've never had a focus on helping people. And what I mean by people is those individuals who want to find out how to get into apprenticeship. Where are the access points? So we've created a position called the Apprenticeship Navigator. You may have seen the press release that came out recently. I have five apprenticeship navigators across the state. Four of them that are internal, uh, with that are, that are part of DWD, um, and then one that's within Department of Corrections. Their role is to help people, no pun intended, help them navigate the apprenticeship system. We want them to be able to see the access points and make them visible. That's really key for our underrepresented populations who have no clue what apprenticeship is or how to access it. So those individuals are there, and they can be reached out. They're also on our website, wisconsinapprenticeship.org. 
and they can find that information for those navigators, for individuals who may be listening and saying, hey, uh, this sounds great. I want to find out how I can evolve. Those apprenticeship navigators are there to help the individuals who contact them build their apprenticeship portfolio, answer questions, and, and help them decide what may be the best apprenticeship they can go into. But then we also look at the employers, and another part of my funding goes towards employers. We want to grow those innovative six areas. Ag happens to be one of those areas. So right now, we have the ability where we're putting out funding. So for every person or every employer that hires an agriculture apprentice, they receive or they are eligible to receive up to a $1,000 on-the-job learning reimbursement. And that reimbursement is for the extraordinary cost of training an apprentice. That, uh, that's not just to ag, though. We actually look at all those innovative six areas that we talked about. But then also there's two other criteria that make an employer uh, eligible to apply for this funding uh, with the, it's, through DWD. One area is for any employer that hires a graduate of a youth, apprenticeship pro, a youth apprenticeship program, eligible to apply for up to a $1,000 reimbursement. And then the last one is any employer that hires an individual into a registered apprenticeship that completed a certified pre-apprenticeship, also eligible to receive up to a $1,000 uh, reimbursement for the extraordinary cost of training an apprentice. So when we look at it, we're trying to make the the employers, giving them a little incentive, something I must say we've never done in the state of Wisconsin before. We've never given money to employers directly from apprenticeship for hiring apprentices. But what we see is as we look at these non-traditional sectors that have not had apprenticeship, we have to be able to, uh, uh, we got to wet their whistle, right? Mm -hmm. We have to say, okay, let's support you. Let's, let's get in here and say, hey, mm -hmm. we'll help offset some of that cost because we know that once you start using registered apprenticeship, you're going to love it, and you'll forget about the fact that you're going to get money for this person or for hiring registered apprentices mm -hmm. as we go along. So we're really excited with the grant dollars. I'm, I'm committed with the grant dollars to help continue to grow uh, registered apprenticeship, as well as youth apprenticeship and certified free apprenticeship, which are all under uh, the Wisconsin apprenticeship brand. Wow. So we're really excited to continue to try to expand apprenticeship all across the state. And as my famous tagline has become, uh, everywhere across the state, apprenticeship is for everyone. And we look forward to hearing from you. So we have learned so much about apprenticeships in just a short period of time, and we're going to learn even more about what apprenticeships may be able to offer your business, uh, your career path, uh, your farm for that matter. That's Joshua Johnson. He is the state director of the Wisconsin Apprenticeship System through the Department of Workforce Development. If, as he said, we've wet your whistle just a little bit on trying to explore what an apprenticeship might hold in store for you, for your business, your community... As he said, go to wisconsinapprenticeship.org. I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. Can't get enough 